It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Greg Jarrett. I'm Sandra Smith. I'm David Asman, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, July 7th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. Early on in this conflict between Russia and Ukraine, we heard quite a bit about the threat of nuclear weapons. Luckily, that rhetoric has calmed down a bit, but is the threat still there? And if so, what can we do about it? The world and the United States have no real plan on what to do were Putin to use a nuclear weapon, even a tactical one. This is the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. God forbid nuclear weapons get involved in any sort of war or battle, but it's a topic that needs to be addressed, especially when Vladimir Putin is involved. It puts them on a heightened state of readiness. Uh, as much as anything, it's bravado. It's uh, for uh, our consumption. Our guest today is Major General Howard Dallas Thompson, retired Air Force and current national security consultant. But it, it uh, ties in with his earlier rhetoric where he... Uh, warned the West and the United States and NATO that we would uh, that we would uh, face severe consequences, and that was a thinly veiled reference to using a nuclear weapon. Absolutely. What about Russia's actual nuclear capabilities? I mean, we hear many times that they've got the largest arsenal of nukes in the world. Some of them may be old. Just how strong is the threat, and what do they have there? It's not the numbers, John, although that's, that's part of the equation. The, the, the stabilizing uh, part of this and what we wrote about in our piece is that the Russians and the Chinese have developed a new class of missile de- of weapons delivery systems, the hypersonic weapons uh, uh, missile systems. Uh, concurrently, Russia primarily has developed a whole new class of very long-range, very stealthy cruise missiles. All of these are nuclear capable. Uh, it is these systems, and it's not the larger strategic systems that we are concerned about, because we, to that extent, they know that a, a strategic exchange with us is suicidal. But what has changed, the shift in paradigm that we speak to in the piece, is that the nuclear threshold appears to be being lowered to where Rhetoric is being used and doctrine has changed within Russia that uh, reserves the right for them to use a nuclear weapon in a conventional conflict to either force capitulation or uh, force uh, cessation of hostilities on terms favorable to them. This has not been spoken to before. And with these new weapons delivery systems and with us having relatively no defense against them, our conclusion is that the United States and our NATO allies uh, are at risk of being coerced from taking whatever action we may want to 
in the international arena because of Putin's rhetoric, doctrine, and capability. Yeah, scary stuff when you put it like that. I mean, especially when you talk about hypersonic missiles and the fact that we might not be able to stop some of these weapons delivery systems, as you put it. And you got Vladimir Putin over there, the president of Russia, who obviously is not afraid to take serious action. So with the hypersonic missiles and these major delivery systems of nuclear weapons, is there any way that the United States has the capability to maybe shoot one of these missiles down? I mean, can we stop it if they were trying to use some sort of nuclear weapon against any target? We have a very, we have a relatively mature capability against intercontinental ballistic missiles, which was developed uh, exclusively or almost exclusively against the North Korean threat, secondarily against a rogue station or a rogue state like Iran. Uh, we would have a capability. The Russians have fielded a new large, long range ICBM called SARMAT that has up to 10 independent uh, reentry vehicles. Uh, we would have a capability against a one-off uh, ICBM like that. We currently have no way to track a hypersonic vehicle once it enters the glide phase, and we currently have no way to detect, launch, or track the stealthy uh, air-launched or sea-launched cruise missiles that the Russians have fielded. There are efforts underway to close those gaps, but our conclusion is there's not enough sense of urgency behind those efforts. Yeah, scary stuff when you think about it for sure. We heard early also in this conflict about the possible use of tactical nuclear weapons. What exactly are those and what's the difference between maybe a bigger nuclear weapon that would go on a hypersonic missile? Just exactly. I mean, it's, it's the size of the kilotonnage, mega, kilotons versus megatons. Uh, it's the, the yield is less. It's uh, we back in the Cold War, we had systems that we dubbed tactical nuclear weapons that would be used against uh, maneuver forces in the field, tank formations and so on and so forth. So a much a much smaller yield, a much more focused effect. Uh, and that is what they they have on their uh, cruise missiles. And the, the hypersonics could be sized any way, really, they, that they want to. But it. The, the difference between like an ICBM long range strategic weapon is essentially megatonnage versus kilotonnage. We got to talk about the political implications of using some sort of nuclear weapon, which would you'd think be huge, whether it's a tactical nuclear weapon or maybe the full size one that you talked about with a megatonnage there. This is something Vladimir Putin needs to calculate if he is going to use even one of the smaller ones. What do you think that the world's reaction would be? Say he did use one of these tactical nukes in the Ukraine theater. John, that's the rub. Uh, Dr. Henry Kissinger, and we quote him in the piece, recently was interviewed and stated essentially that the world and the United States have no real plan on what to do were Putin to use a nuclear weapon, even a tactical one. Uh, we don't, the policy, the range of options, if we were to respond, one of the, the primary uh, tenets of deterrence theory is that you have a retaliatory capability that is a measured response in kind. We have moved away from tactical nuclear weapons. There's a debate going on now whether we even need them or want them. Uh, there is a school of thought that says since we do not have uh, a tactical delivery weapon that we, that we could respond in kind to, 
uh, as Dr. Kissinger says, the worst thing we could do is just do nothing. If we responded with a strategic weapon, that would be an enormously escalatory step that I don't believe that we would take. So right now, that's, that's a very good question. Just what would we do? And that's one of the reasons for the peace, is to try to elevate the conversation, get the discussion front page, and begin to think about what our courses of action might be. We're speaking today to Major General Howard Dallas Thompson, a retired Air Force and current national security consultant on where Russia stands when it comes to nuclear weapons. We'll continue the conversation right after this. Major General, as this war has gone on, it's lingered a lot longer than many people thought, possibly even what the Russians thought. I mean, Ukraine has proven to be a very formidable foe, but also heroic, too, and just how hard they've been fighting for their own country and their own independence against these Russian invaders. But as this war goes longer, do you think that increases the chance for some sort of nuclear weapon to be used by Russia? Is Ukraine forcing Putin's hand here? I think that depends on Putin's mind. The longer it goes, the more frustrated he uh, becomes. There is a school of thought that thinks that uh, he, once he takes over the entire Donbass, that he'll declare a temporary victory, annex those uh, self-declared independent republics into Russia, and we would essentially end up with another frozen conflict like we have in Georgia uh, and Moldova with uh, Transnistria. Uh, that, the downside to that is that would allow the Russian military to regroup, resupply, catch their breath, and all it would do is just delay the next step. Putin has told us what is, for years, he's told the West what his uh, aims are, which is essentially to reconstitute the former Russian Empire. We've just not been listening to him. We've not taken him at his word. And that's one of the reasons why when he speaks so blithely of using a nuclear weapon, we believe, uh, my doctor, General Leaf and I believe, that we at least need to consider that he means what he says. You mentioned the Cold War earlier in this interview. Obviously, you are around during the Cold War, knew what it was like then. I just want to maybe draw some comparisons to the climate of the Cold War era between the United States and Russia and what we're dealing with right now. Just how familiar does that feel to you 30 years later, seeing the events that are unfolding right now? Are we in another Cold War, essentially? Well, I, uh, I wouldn't. It's not the same as the last one. Even during the height of the Cold War, when we fought numerous proxy wars with each other, the rhetoric never, on either side, never approached what, it, what it's reaching right now. We operated under a theory of mutually assured destruction, and the nuclear threshold was something that was respected on both sides of the Iron Curtain. The most dangerous thing that we think is that that nuclear threshold is being eroded or is significantly lower than it was before to the point where the unthinkable may actually happen, where a nuclear weapon will be used on a, a European country or on American forces in the field or whatever in order to advance his uh, agenda. And his agenda doesn't stop with Ukraine. If you read and what he said, what his goals are, it, it is further into Eastern Europe, uh, Moldova, uh, land bridge to Kaliningrad, for example, which would trigger a conflict with NATO. Major General Howard Dallas Thompson, we appreciate your time and insight. Again, we don't like to hear about these things, but unfortunately, this is the reality we're living in, and we need to hear about them. We need to have these discussions 
Best place to get us right here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast. Thank you again for joining us and taking your time. Thank you, John, for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.